أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedi-Uzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. In this episode, inshallah, we will continue to read the uh, secrets of Basmala, secrets of Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, in the name of God, the Merciful, the Mercy Giver. Uh, this is from the second station of the 14th flash, which Ustad Nursi placed uh, right after the first word in his uh, book, The Words, although it belongs, uh, it is a part of the book named Flashes, he placed this, uh, this piece here because the first word is about Basmala and the 14th flash, the second station of the 14th flash is about some of the secrets of Basmala. We read the uh, first secret in previous episodes and today inshallah we will continue from uh, the second secret bismillah ikincisir the second secret kur'an-ı mucizül beyan hadsiz kesreti mahlukatta tezahür eden vahidiyet içinde okulü boğmamak için daima o vahidiyet içinde ehadiyet cilvesini gösteriyor in order not to overwhelm minds by divine unity, and here the word is wahidiyet, which is apparent in the boundless multiplicity of creatures, the Quran of miraculous exposition constantly points out the manifestation of divine oneness, ahadiyet, within divine unity, wahidiyet. This, of course, is a loaded sentence. It will, inshallah, become clear. Ustad Nursi is going to provide us with metaphors to help us understand, uh, to bring our understanding closer to the intended meaning. Um, so let's repeat. In order not to overwhelm minds by divine unity, by wahidiyet. So, wahidiyet is something that may overwhelm minds, human minds. What is it? Which is apparent in the boundless multiplicity of creatures. It is manifest, it becomes manifest in the boundless multiplicity of everything that we look around, the creature, creatures. The manifestation of God's oneness in the multiplicity of things we may also think of this as as we mentioned in the previous episodes in the generals to as a quick reminder when we say uh, three that is a particular in respect to living objects animate beings but it is a general in respect to, say, a pine tree. So there is a manifestation of God's oneness on the uh, 
type of objects we call trees. And when we look from the point of view of a pine tree that appears as Wahidiyat. Right? And then it continues. The Quran of miraculous exposition constantly points out the manifestation of divine oneness, Ahadiyat, within divine unity. And if we look at the pine tree in respect to the uh, species of tree, the manifestation of divine unity on the pine tree is Ahadiyat. I know that this is not clear yet. We are just preparing our minds to understand what is going on here. Yani, mesela, nasıl ki güneş ziyasıyla hadsiz eşyayı ihata ediyor? Okay, here is the metaphor. For example, or that is, for example, the sun encompasses numberless things with its light. Now, if you think of a sunny day and the manifestation of the sun on the surface of the earth right it's a very large area from the point of view of an individual human being who is standing somewhere on the face of the earth and looking around it is a boundless area it is beyond what the eyes of this observer can cover the sun covers a boundless area, the light and heat and other properties of the, like the magnetism of the sun covers an a boundless area on the surface of the earth. And everything on that surface is included in this. The plants, the animals, the humans, the rocks, uh, streams of water, oceans, you name it, everything, everything is covered and the light of the sun does not distinguish between them. It shines on all of them at the same time without distinction, without uh, privileging. Mesela nasıl ki güneş ziyasıyla hadsiz eşyayı ihata ediyor. So in the way that the sun encompasses numberless things innumerable number uh, innumerable things with its light güneşin zatını mülahaza etmek için gayet geniş bir tasavvur ve ihatalı bir nazar lazım olduğundan güneşin zatını unutturmamak için her bir parlak şeyde güneşin zatını aksi vasıtasıyla gösteriyor ve her parlak şey kendi kabiliyetince güneşin cilve izatisiyle beraber Ziyası, harareti gibi hastalarını gösteriyor ve her parlak şey güneşi bütün sıfatıyla kabiliyetine göre gösterdiği gibi güneşin ziya ve hararet ve ziyadaki elvan-ı seba gibi keyfiyatlarının her birisi dahi umum mukabilindeki şeyleri ihata ediyor. Now, this was a very long sentence. Uh, the, in, in the English translation it is broken into uh, smaller sentences. So it might be easier to follow inshallah so we are continuing with the metaphor of the sun the sun on a you know sunny day imagine shines on the surface of the earth and from the point of view of an observer standing somewhere let's say at the center of that surface uh, 
it covers a boundless area and a an in an innumerable amount of things on that surface without distinguishing without privileging in order to consider the sun itself in the totality of its light a most extensive conceptual ability and comprehensive view is necessary so the task of the individual that is standing there in this at the center of this surface that is covered by the light and heat and all other properties of sun is to comprehend the sun if you think of it he cannot raise his head and look at the sun that's going to burn his eyes we he cannot do that that's out of question so how can he understand how can he comprehend the sun then well we know things by their signs so the sun is shining on the surface of the earth therefore this person can look at the surface of the earth and by observing the impact of the sun the manifestation of the sun the revelation of the sun the signs of the sun on the on the surface he can try to understand he can try to comprehend the sun the problem is it is a boundless area with innumerable amount of things with, with, with an unlimited number of things that each manifest the sun and therefore to comprehend the sun in its entirety as it shines on the surface this person will have to keep in a sense hold everything on which the sun shines all together in his mind and evaluate which is impossible which is beyond uh, human capacity so what is the um, solution then what is a way out of this so lest the sun itself be forgotten so that the sun itself is not forgotten right lest the sun itself be forgotten it is displayed in every shining object by means of its reflection now the problem of course is if this person cannot comprehend the sun in its entirety with its um, let's say person if we imagine the sun to be a uh, uh, conscious being with a persona this person will not be able to comprehend that persona this person will not be able to comprehend the sun it's in, in, in its entirety and that is a problem because that is the task and even worse because he cannot comprehend the sun this person may easily forget that the sun is there and assume that the light and heat that is on the objects are emanating from the objects themselves right he does not see the source he cannot think of the source he cannot comprehend the source he has no access uh, or he has very limited access to the source therefore he will not think of the source and look at the signs and assume that the signs are the source this is a danger <coughs> so lest the sun itself be forgotten 
what is the solution what is the way out it is displayed in every shining object by means of its reflection uh-huh if this person looked at a little little piece of glass on the uh, piece of glass on the ground or a little piece of mirror or and went by the stream and looked at each of the bubbles each of the little waves uh, that are you know, passing by on the stream or went to the ocean and looked at the at the face of the ocean and there are ways to expand this to everything actually looked at the leaves of the trees and looked at the uh, you know a, a piece of sand as a a particle of sand anything he will see the Sun shining on it with its image right it is displayed in every shining object by means of its reflection the Sun will be reflecting on each and every object on some of them um, with its heat with its light, with its image, on some of them, with it, with its heat and a uh, a uh, part of its light. One of the wavelengths of the the spectrum of light that is emanating, right? If you look at a red object, what it is, what that red is, is that all of the light spectrum that's emanating from the sun comes to it everything is absorbed only red is reflected back but it still is a reflection of the sun and in accordance with the capacity of each of those objects on which the sun is reflecting all shining objects display the sun's qualities such as its light and heat together with the manifestation of its essence zat is the word here as person or persona and this is another word that we need to uh, learn lot right that is the essence or the person of the being that we are talking about and God has and we can talk about the lot the essence of God too and it is unknowable to us we can know about it but we cannot know it and we, and we we know about it through God's acts and attributes and names, the revelation of His Lord through these qualities in the creation. So let's read this. And in accordance with the capacity of each, all shining objects display the sun's qualities, such as its light and heat together with the manifestation of its essence right so there is a manifestation of the sun's essence on shining objects but that is not the same as the sun's essence if we think of a little mirror in the little mirror we are going to see the image of the sun along with the heat that reflects from there along with the light that reflects from there we will see the image but we cannot say that this is the sun no this is an image of the sun this is a reflection of the sun so on each uh, each object according to its capacity it is going to, going to reflect the essence of the sun too the, the, there will be a manifestation of the essence of the sun too and we will know about that 
right? And that will be a reflection of the qualities of the sun. And just as in accordance with their capacities, all lustrous objects show the sun together with all its attributes. So too do the sun's qualities like its light and heat and the seven colors in its light all encompass all the things facing it. So the sun encompasses all things all together at once. And the sun also manif is manifest on each and every object in that surface, on each and every particular, right? The, the first one was a general. It is manifest on each and every particular. And that manifestation, that reflection is uh, apparent, manifest in accordance with the capacities of the object. So the manifestation in its entirety is there. All of the qualities of the sun are concentrated and, and um, revealed on each and every object, but the manifestation of that revelation is in accordance with the capacity of the object. <clears throat> the mirror reflects, manifests, with the light and the heat and the image and so on and so forth. The, um, a piece of cloth that is say green manifests some of the heat and all uh, other colors are absorbed and it manifests the color green only and it does not manifest the image. Right? It manifests a a, uh, a part of the image that is that is apparent in the color green right but it is limited in its capacity to manifest when compared to a piece of mirror and a piece of mirror is limited in its capacity when compared to the surface of the ocean where you can you can have a better sense of uh, the uh, the the size of the sun that is being reflected Right? But but this should not be confused. When we say size, we, we can only have a sense of awe from that, from that manifestation. We cannot have an understanding of the actual size of the sun. That is not possible. Elsewhere, Stadnosti explains this, and he says that objects, uh, of course, you know, we are moving out of the metaphor gradually here, objects in the creation can be mirrors to God in manifesting his attributes and names, qualities and acts and so on and so forth, but they cannot be a measure for his power, for his knowledge, for his will, for his uh, creativity, for his beauty, right? They cannot be used to measure God because God cannot be measured. He is infinite. Right? So objects are mirrors but not measures. They are uh, mirat as he uses but not meqyas. And just as in accordance with their capacities all lustrous objects show the sun together with all its attributes 
so too does so too do the sun's qualities like its light and heat and the seven colors in its light all encompass all the things facing it öyle de velillahi'l mesalul a'la temsilde hata olmasın ehadiyet ve samediyet ilahiye her bir şeyde hususan zihayatta hususan insanın mahiyet aynesinde bütün esmasıyla bir cilvesi olduğu gibi vahdet ve vahidiyet cihetiyle dahi mevcudat ile alakadar her bir ismi bütün mevcudatı ihata ediyor. In the same way and here uh, Üstad Nursi is uh, citing a, a, a part of a verse from the uh, 16th chapter of the Quran Al-Nahl, uh, the B, is uh, citing the uh, phrase ala, or the sentence ala, and God and God's is the highest similitude or the best examples are uh, belong to God and this is uh, something that he will cite many times that is cited many times in the tradition uh, of of Islam in the Islamic tradition in the scholarly tradition in the literature Islamic literature and what it means is that God gives the bad, best uh, metaphors best examples what it means in this context right all verses of the Quran have multiple meanings and levels of meanings and so on and so forth we are not confining the meaning of this verse to this explanation what it means in this context what is meant by it in this context is that best examples best models best metaphors belong to God and there is a uh, permission there is a Rahsa, there is a permission to use metaphors, to use examples in order to bring our understanding closer to um, a comprehension of a an understanding of God. We cannot arrive at, we cannot have a full comprehension of, we cannot fully comprehend God, but we can keep drawing closer to that comprehension in order to bring our comprehension closer to an understanding of God to knowing God right we can use metaphors but while doing this we need to know we need to understand we need to uh, admit in advance the principle that these are metaphors and these are not a description of the reality of it these are in order for our minds uh, for our cognition to move closer to that understanding this is not a description of reality this is a means to have a better and better understanding of reality and therefore we say وَلِلَّهِ الْمَثَلُ and then he uh, adds to it but let there be no mistake in comparison because he's going to make a comparison when we you know when we gave the metaphor we talked about the sun right the, the, the purpose of the metaphor was to help us understand God but we don't mean that Son is God we don't mean that God is comparable or the Son is comparable to God in all respects not at all right we God is uh, divine and holy he is uh, you know subhan he is 
free from all defects. All his attributes have infinite reach and capacity. So he is the infinite and we are finite. And we as finite beings cannot comprehend his infinite attributes and qualities, let alone his essence, his lot. Right? That's not possible. We are using the comparison in order to bring our minds closer to an understanding of his his attributes and names and acts and eventually his his thought without comprehension. That's why the Prophet advised us not to think about God's essence, thought, but to think about his signs in the creation to try to know about him from his science integration. And that is what we are doing here. That is what this metaphor is teaching us, right? Remember, the person cannot lift his eyes, lift his head, head and eyes and look at the sun directly. That's going to burn his eyes and he will not see anything. He will become blind. He will be blinded. The person in our metaphor is looking around and trying to understand the source of all of this heat and light and so on and so forth from its manifestations so in the same way and god is the highest similitude as this uh, sentence from surah al-nah b is translated but let there be no mistake in the comparison okay so let there be no mistake in comparison we are using the comparison with these uh caveats this is not a you know free looming comparison it has caveats it has limitations and all comparisons all metaphors we will use in order to understand concepts as we read the Risale Nur are subject to the same caveat just as divine oneness so the word here is ahadiyat right just as ahadiyat and eternal besottedness, and this is Samad yet. And, uh, you know, Samad, of course, uh, is the word that comes in Surah Al-Ikhlas, Allahu Ahad, Allahu Samad, right after the, uh, the name Ahad, in this beautiful and sincere and pure description of God that is given to us in the Quran by God. Just as Ahadiyat and Samadiyat define oneness and eternal besottedness. And Samad means the one who needs nothing and everybody is in need of. Just as divine oneness, Ahadiyat, and eternal besottedness, Samadiyat, have a manifestation together with all the divine names in everything in animate creatures in particular, and especially in man's, humankind's mirror-like essence, so too, through, through divine unity, Wahidiyet, does each of the divine names connected to beings encompass all beings. Going back to the metaphor of the sun, just as all of its attributes, its qualities, are revealed on each and every object and each and every object show those qualities in accordance with their capacities and in the case of the manifestation of or revelation of God's attributes and names 
animate objects show show them better uh, more visibly and start here says especially the uh, the essence of the nature of mankind is like a mirror it, it provides the best manifestation right just as all of these attributes and names and qualities are are revealed on each and every object and they manifest it in accordance with their capacities right all of them all of those qualities attributes names are revealed on the entirety of creation on the generals altogether right but it is difficult for us to comprehend the, the, the revelation that's manifest on the entire creation because we cannot uh, with our senses and cognition have all of them in our minds all at once right therefore it is made easy for us god out of his mercy which will come inshallah god out of his mercy has made it easy for us by manifesting all of those qualities on each and every object to the uh, in accordance with the capacity of those objects it may be it may be a bit loaded it may be a, a bit difficult to comprehend all all at once but it will become clearer and clearer as we move on and this is a very central very foundational concept to comprehend uh, in order to understand the notion of God's manifestation in the creation and which is very and that is very important because that is how we know God and knowing God is our is, is our purpose knowing God is our purpose and means to fulfilling our um, function and obligation as slaves slaves of God God created us to worship him to worship him we need to know him the better we know him the better we worship him the, the more we know him the better we know him the more and better we can worship him and therefore fulfill the purpose of our creation and that is where real joy real happiness real satisfaction is to recap the names uh, we have been studying, Vahideyet and Ustad Nursi's, uh, in, in the meaning that Ustad Nursi is offering to us, because there are other interpretations of these names, or there are other interpretations of these connotations. Uh, in, the, in the connotation that Ustad Nursi is offering to us, Vahideyet is the manifestation of uh, God's names and attributes attributes on the generals on everything altogether in the multiplicity of things and the hadiyat is his manifestation on each and every object one by one and in both cases all of the names all of the attributes are manifest in the first one in the case of uh, which is manifestation on in the multiplicity if we, if we were able to um, you know hold everything in existence that entire multiplicity in our minds all at once we would have uh, a, a very good understanding of knowledge of God that would be as close uh, as possible 
to uh, his reality. But that's not possible. That's very difficult. Not, not even very difficult. It's, it's, it's not possible. Uh, whereas, in the case of Hadiyyat, the manifestation of all of his qualities and attributes on each and every object, that is easier to do, easier to contemplate, easier to uh, process in our minds and and and, and uh, observe through our senses. Senses, but there we are limited to, to the capacity of each and every object to manifest what is revealed on them. God reveals Himself on each and every object in His entirety, or with with all of His. Uh, qualities attributes and names but each and every object manifests that revelation in accordance with its capacity therefore each and every object is a means to knowing god right uh, but we need to develop our senses and we need to develop our minds and we need to develop our hearts in order to read more and more of those signs and on each and every object when fully developed, one can. So that's a, that, that's a possibility. When fully developed, one can infer, extract, if that's the, the right word to use here. Again, we think of it as a metaphor. One can extract all of those meanings from, from each and every object, or one can extract more and more. The more one uh, travels on the path and, and refines his senses and heart and mind and intellect to see those signs. İşte vahidiyet içinde okulu boğmamak ve kalpler zatı akdesi unutmamak için daima vahidiyetteki sikkeyi ehadiyeti nazara veriyor ki o sikkenin üç mühim okdesini irare eden Bismillahirrahmanirrahim'dir. Thus, Lest minds become overwhelmed by divine unity and hearts forget the most pure and holy essence, the Quran constantly puts before the eyes the stamp of divine oneness within divine unity and that is in the name of God the merciful, the mercy giver which points out the three important points of the stamp so and that is that uh, that manifestation is in in the name of god so there was a missing in in the translation so let me read it again and that is in in the name of god the merciful the, the mercy giver that is in bismillahirrahmanirrahim which points out the three important points of the stamp what are the three important points the point that if that relates to the name Allah the point that relates to the name Ar-Rahman and the point that relates to the name the mercy giver and we uh, covered this a little bit in the previous episode where we studied the uh, first secret in the second sta uh, second station of the 14th flash let's go over this again thus now th this is where we are fully uh, moving on to reality from the metaphor. Thus, lest minds become overwhelmed by divine uh, unity, the minds 
may become overwhelmed by Vahidiyat, by the manifestation of divine oneness, divine unity in the multiplicity of things, on the generals, on everything altogether. That may be overwhelming. We may not be able to grasp all of them. We may not be able to hold everything altogether in our minds. And this relates to the piece uh, that we read in the previous episode in which the metaphor was a uh, the, the merchandise of a big merchant coming to a town, to a bazaar, to a town square. If the guard is going to comprehend um, the belonging of all that merchandise to the merchant altogether, right? What he will say, he will say, well, this cannot belong to anybody but this merchant because he is the only one who is uh, you know, uh, rich enough, wealthy enough to own such a property. And that is fine. That is Tawheed. But if a, a thief comes and says, you're right, this is his property, all of this, this pile is his property, but in the pile, there is this little piece of bowl, a china bowl that has mixed into it, that is mine. The guard, you know, can be deceived, can, you know, can be persuaded to, to believe that the thief is not a thief, but he actually owns the bowl because the pile is still there. He will not feel like the pile is going away. Right? But if he looks and sees the sign, the signature, the stamp, the name of the merchant, you know, if he turns the bowl over and sees that the stamp is there and says, this bowl belongs to you know, such and such merchant, then the thief will not be able to deceive him because he will turn the bowl over and say, look, you are lying. Here is the name of the merchant inscribed, stamped on the bowl. Right? So, lest minds become overwhelmed by the divine unity, by Vahidiyat, and the hearts forget the most pure and holy essence, and lest the hearts forget God's Zod, uh, and that, that, is, that is a horrible thing. Our hearts need to be connected to God. Right, the, the hearts find tranquility only by remembering God. This is from the from the Quran. The hearts find tranquility only by remembering God, only by the remembrance of God. But if the heart the, the, the heart can forget God, as in the metaphor that we just gave, the person who is not able to raise his head and look at the sun directly because he will be blinded has to comprehend the existence of the sun and its qualities from its signs in the creation but if he cannot do that he cannot see signs of the sun on each and every object he may uh, fall into a form of heedlessness in which he will assume the source of light and heat and all other qualities and attributes that are manifest on the objects on the surface of the earth to be in those objects themselves. And he may forget the sun as a result. 
We do not want that. We want to know. We want to comprehend. We want to cultivate an understanding of God's divine unity as it is manifest on generals, on each and every ob uh, on on on the multiplicity of objects, on everything altogether. And we want to cultivate that understanding. But because we are limited in our ability to maintain that understanding, the Quran constantly puts before the eyes the stamp of divine oneness, the stamp of ahadiyyat within divine unity. So this is a key phrase, ahadiyyat within wahidiyat. All particulars are in generals, right? Pine tree is within the the uh, you know type species of tree. Tree is within the general of animate beings. Animate beings are within the general of beings. Right? So the manifestation of ahadiyat on the pine tree is within the manifestation of ahadiyat on the, the, the general of trees. The manifestation of the ahadiyat on the trees is within the manifestation of ahadiyat on the animate beings. The manifestation of, you know, and you can keep going on, the manifestation of ahadiyat on a single pine tree that is standing on some mountain uh, slope that we can point to, that we can hold, right? A, a particular pine tree, the manifestation of ahadiyat on the particular pine tree is within the manifestation of ahadiyat on all pine trees. This is why these are like concentric circles as we went over in the, in, in while reading the first secret. The manifestation of God's uh, name, Lafz Jalal, the, uh, the tremendous uh, appellation, the, the, the tremendous name of God, Allah, right, is manifest on all things in the, on the entire creation. And then when we move down, Ar-Rahman manifest, what do we see there? On the, the, the surface of the earth. And then Ar-Rahim manifests on the face of the, uh, the nature of humankind. If you think of the, the humankind as a, you know, as a unity, and uh, you know, imagine a face on it, i.e. imagine its nature character the character of mankind right the qualities of the humankind Rahim, the mercy giver is manifest there so these are like concentric circles or interwoven in interwoven circles right it it is not this is here and this is there no they're all everywhere all together it what matters is from which point of view are we looking the uh Third mystery, the third secret, is a bit long and needs concentration to understand. We are going to be building on the meanings that we covered in the first and second secret, but it is uh, very elaborate and long. Therefore, we will not start that now 
inshallah and we will leave that to the next episode we will we will end this episode here subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahum an alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin just a quick note on this beautiful um dua or address that we that you know i am reciting at the end of each uh, lesson where we say subhanaka we are addressing god uh, you are transcendent you are above and beyond all defects and deficiencies we are if we see happen to see any defect and deficiency and problem in the creation that belongs either to our perception or it is uh, due to the limited limitedness of the nature of creation that is not due to you you are perfect your creation is perfect when we see the the, the each and every piece in the creation fit into the the whole right so we we are glorifying god we are admitting and declaring his holiness right? and we do not have any knowledge from ourselves we do not have any knowledge unless or other than what you have taught us we do not have any knowledge other than what you have taught us right so if i'm saying anything here if there's any good in it it is not from me it is from god it is from god's revelation revelation being sent uh, to the prophet وسلم, and him passing on to his companions and the companions passing on to people of uh, intellect and understanding and knowledge and then they you know them passing on to next generation of you know people of understanding and intellect and knowledge and, and that that's we are going to now call scholars and that being passed on to other scholars and that being passed on to other scholars and you start Nursi internalizing digesting and internalizing that knowledge and giving it to us offering it to us the way you know, a, a sheep eats uh, grass and then refines it to pure uh, you know tasty and nutritious milk him giving it to us right if there's anything in what i read it's, it is in what i feed and that is emanating from that is uh drawing from the well of the quran that if there's anything good in this that that that that is the source but i am limited i and i may be making mistakes so if i'm saying anything that is not uh you know coming from that source then then that there then there's a problem because that is something that i really don't know i stumbled and i moved on to a, a place where i ended up talking about what i do not know and that is a problem therefore i acknowledge at the end that whatever good is there is in this that is from god there's there's no knowledge that we have other than what he has taught us and you are the all-knower and all-wise you know everything and you know what you do with hikmah with wisdom with a purpose you don't you don't do things without a purpose you don't do things for in, in a futile way you don't do things for nothing everything you do everything you uh you know reveal has a purpose and that is a 
tremendous. That's a beautiful purpose. There is good and beauty in it. If in my limitedness I fail to convey that good and beauty, if I insert some you know, ugliness in it, some, some, some deficiency in it, we go to the beginning and we say, Subhanaka, you are, God is free from all defects and deficiencies. If there is any defect and deficiency in what I have been articulating, that belongs to me. We glorify God. We declare his perfection. And then we say, Alhamdulillah. And then we say, all praise is due to God. So that is the ending. And that, of course, is from the Quran, uh, uh, from when the angels, when they saw that, that Adam السلام, was created in the way it was, he was created, but he knew the names. You know, this is from a qissa, um, a story. In the, in the Quran, this is the story of the creation of Adam السلام, in the Quran. When the angels saw this, at the beginning they were surprised and puzzled, maybe, that, uh, you know, that mankind, Adam السلام, was created in the way he was created. He, was, he, he, he had the capacity to uh, do wrong. Whereas angels were worshipping God and they, they, they, they don't have the capacity to wrong, do wrong. So they were puzzled and they asked God about this and God told Adam God ordered Adam to tell the angels the names of things, to name things, which in one interpretation points to his ability, ability to you know, comprehend things uh, with, with, the, with the nature in him uh, that has many aspects that the angels don't have. Right? The angels said, okay, we do only good, but he has a larger capacity to know God and therefore to appreciate God. And we now understand uh, the, the purpose. And, and then they say, Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana. So we are not challenging you, we are not questioning you, we are not criticizing you, we are just puzzled. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka anta alim hakim. We have no knowledge other than what you have taught us. You are the all-knower. You are the all-wise. All praise is due to you. And that is the end of our word. Al-Fatiha.